to the Travel Squad podcast. We adventure the world together, one passport stamp at a time. We're here to share travel news, tips, and our own adventures with you. Every Travel Tuesday, we share stories on a variety of topics, including our hometown, San Diego, hiking, weekenders, national parks, international getaways, and inspiring you to go on your own adventures, even if it starts with your own backyard. I'm Jamal. Brittany. And I'm Kim. And And we're we're the the Travel Travel Squad Squad Podcast. Podcast. So grab your ticket and your passport. And don't forget your travel insurance. And prepare for takeoff. Hello, fellow travelers. Hey, squaddies. Welcome to episode 117 of the Travel Squad podcast. Today, we're recapping our travels from 2021 and what we have planned for next year. 2021 was another hard year for travel, but we definitely managed to get around a good amount despite the roadblocks that we had. Another travel COVID year for sure. There's no denying that. But we are determined here at the Travel Squad podcast to make travel happen regardless of the situation. And we certainly did that. With COVID restrictions still happening in a lot of countries around the world, the majority of our adventures were centered around domestic travel and, you guessed it, national parks. But we were able to sneak in a couple international destinations, which really excited me. Yeah, being able to take that squad trip at the end in the third, fourth quarter of 2021 was amazing. And I just can't believe it's gone by so fast and we're at the end of 2021. The year has like gone by so slow, but fast at the same time. Like sometimes I just look at the calendar. I'm like, it's already December. I know. I love how you said that. We pulled through for the win in the third quarter. (laughs) (laughs) So yes, it was a very interesting year for travel due to the pandemic. But as always, we made the most of it. And I'm so excited for 2022. I'm really hopeful that 2022 is going to be a better year. I know towards the end of the year here, we're having new variants, new shutdowns, even one of the trips that we're going to be discussing that we're going to be going on in 2022 here in January is in Morocco. Supposedly, they've shut down for two weeks, not letting people in. Ooh. We'll see if they reopen and allow us for a January trip. So it may be another year of rearranging and backup plans, but fingers crossed 2022 is better for everybody. So in thinking about what we did do, let's think about the positive here. Let's manifest more of this. I'm manifesting a good 2022 (laughs) year, but yes, let's manifest and embrace what was completed this year in 2021. I think it's a huge success. Just the fact that we hit two countries in 2021. Hell yeah. We went to Mexico. Yes, which is right in our backyard, which is really nice to get away to. And we went to Valle de Guadalupe for the first time, Jamal and I. And then many, many more times after that. Yes. (laughs) And then the second country that we visited was Ecuador. Woo-woo. Yes. I have been looking forward to Ecuador for over a year. Um, That was my original pick in terms of our squad pick. I actually picked it while sitting on the toilet one morning. I think we picked it in 2019. I know. (laughs) For 2020 in September. And then we rescheduled it to September of 2021. We made it happen. That's that third, fourth quarter pull through that Brittany was talking about, right? there is Ecuador. And let me tell you something, though, before we get into everything else, it was just such an exhilarating feeling. And I know we had this conversation amongst ourselves to get a new stamp in our passport to actually fly to another country versus we're here in San Diego, just walking across the border, driving across to Mexico. So the flying into another country 
it just felt new to me again. It was like so rejuvenating and exciting. 100%. And although we didn't do a lot of international travel, we were able to hit 15 states in this last year. 15 states. And I would even say 16 if you include California, the one that we're in. Yeah, because we did go to new places in California as well. So we hit Tennessee, Kentucky, Texas, Colorado, Virginia, West Virginia, Maryland, Delaware, Utah, Nevada, Illinois, Missouri, Hawaii, <laughs> Florida, and Arizona. That's that's a good amount of this country. That's more than one a month. New state every month. We made our rounds. And not only that, she forgot to mention a U.S. territory, the Virgin Islands and the Caribbean. So maybe oh. you're saying 16 with California, maybe 17 if we're counting territories now also at the same time. Look at us go. And then as far as national parks, you know, we love to get out there into nature. We visited seven national parks, and those include the Virgin Islands National Park, Mammoth Cave National Park, Great Sand Dunes National Park, Kings Canyon National Park, Zion National Park, St. Louis Arch, which is debatable if it should be a national park. Agreed. Haleakala National Park. And correction, it's actually eight because I myself went to Great Smoky Mountains National Park. Oh, yeah. We didn't put that on there. And not only that, we've all been to Zion before. And what a good year travel was for us in that sense, too. And anybody who's willing to make it happen, we've talked how many years now about doing the Narrows. And we finally completed the Narrows trip to Zion. And it was epic. Yes. And so we also accomplished releasing three new itineraries. We released our San Diego itinerary. And again, if you leave us a five-star written review, not just click on those stars, but actually write us a review, screenshot it once you submit it and email it or DM us it, we will send you the San Diego itinerary guide for free. But we've also released the Kauai itinerary and the Utah's Mighty Five itinerary. And so we now have a total of eight itineraries. And that last one's perfect since COVID's not going away in 2022. And if you want to make that year your year of national park travel, Utah's Mighty Five, it's the five national parks. You can make a whole week trip out of it and knock them all out. You know, one thing that COVID has really done for us is expanded our domestic travel. And obviously, we've always wanted to hit all the national parks, go to all the states. So we were going to do that. But it's kind of forced us to actually do that a lot quicker than we would have normally. So as exciting as it was for the international, and I'm ready for 2022 for international, fingers crossed on that. You know, I can't stress this enough how underrated the national parks are for trips to take during COVID. You're in the outdoors. You're traveling domestically. If you are still slightly concerned about traveling and being amongst people, these are the great things to do it. And go on over to our website, look at the itineraries, get inspired because the national parks are the gyms of America, quite literally. And we've been taking you along the ride with us and our podcast has been growing and it's so rewarding and it makes us so happy to hear from you all, to get those reviews, to get the DM or the email to say, I found your podcast. I'm planning a trip to San Diego or Zion or Yellowstone and I discovered your content and I'm taking that hike you did. Like I am obsessed with that and I know that we love it. We send each other a group text message. We get all hyped on it. And so... As we travel, it's just really fun to share it with you all. Yeah, we all geek out over it quite literally, Kim, don't we? <laughs> we do. And it's funny, before we started recording this, we were just talking about a mention we got in a story from one of our followers about listening to our episode 
finding a hack, doing it, and actually saving money on their Southwest airline tickets. And that's so rewarding. So again, if you're listening, doing any of these things, definitely give us the mention, tag us. We'd love to see it, as you can see here. So like Kim said, we've done a lot of growth this year. We've actually hit 55,000 downloads to date, which is amazing. 55,000. Woo. And we look today, we are listened to in 98 different countries. That's crazy. I haven't even been to 98 countries. Well, hopefully in 2022, we can double that number. Actually, I don't even know if there's more than 200 independent nations. <laughs> That's a trivia like that. question you should know. I should know that, and I don't know the answer like to that. like there's 206. No, that's how many bones there are, actually, <laughs> Brittany. You can't trick me. <laughs> But our listenership went up by like 263% in this last year, and we've gotten 170% increase in listeners. So we've done really well in the podcast world. Over the course of this year, we were kind of looking at our Spotify wrapped, which goes just through November, but over 2,200 minutes of content bringing you advice, stories, jokes, hacks, all of that. And I've loved every minute of it. It's been so much fun to share the podcast with you all and then with my squad mates, squaddies. <laughs> <laughs> I really love listening to the episodes myself because it's like a time capsule for me in a way. Like you remember things on this trip and you're like, oh my God, I can't believe I forgot that happened. And it's mm -hmm. just such a fun way to remember things. So we've had a lot of fun recording and putting out all of this content for you guys to enjoy. And if you're new to the podcast, I would recommend starting from the beginning because you kind of just see the whole podcast develop and see how things have changed over time. And it's always fun to go back to old episodes and re-listen. Not only that, I feel like some of our earlier ones, there's a lot of hidden gems in there that are actually like really, really good episodes too. So you're going to find that one standout one that you really, really like and definitely start it if you're new to the podcast. But let's go ahead and get into the travel recap of 2021 and you you know, we do this at the end of every year. This is our third year having the podcast now, and this is our third year with the travel recap. And we don't do this to brag or say, oh, we did all this. We do this as a way to talk to you guys, to inspire you. Like if you really want to make travel happen, you will find a way and do it. And with these last couple of years being really tough with COVID, we're all still able to find a way if we want to make it happen. So with that, let's just kind of recap the year, starting with January. So in January, we started off strong. We went to the U.S. Virgin Islands and we hit two different islands, St. Thomas and St. John. St. Thomas is famous for the white sand beaches and the crystal clear waters. We did a lot of snorkeling on the island and we went with our honorary squad members, Cash and Ryan. And then we hopped over to St. John specifically for the Virgin Islands National Park. And we actually got to snorkel with sea turtles. That's amazing. I was not on this trip. And I actually want to give you guys a little inside details. Everyone always asks, like, do you guys ever fight on trips? Blah, blah, blah. I did not go on this trip because Brittany and I got into a little argument, a COVID-related argument. And I... <laughs> I was banned or I, ex I excluded myself because I would not quarantine for two weeks before this trip. And this was like really, really in the height of things still. And yeah, so we didn't agree on COVID precautions and we didn't go on this trip together. Well, I think beyond even the fact that it was COVID precautions more than our safety, 
is that at this time, the Virgin Islands was still testing people to make sure that you had negative COVID tests upon arrival. And then it could have been one of those things, oh, we're all splitting the trip, Airbnb, that was relatively expensive, but for what it was in the Virgin Islands, moderately priced at the same time, rental car and everything. And it's like, oh, I can't go if someone's positive and then we're stuck with the bill. I don't know. But yes, COVID precautions, even amongst the squad, caused uh, <laughs> issues and concerns. See, COVID can block you from the trip or it can cause issues and prevent you from going on trips. Well, Kim, I know you didn't go on this trip, but I definitely recommend you go to the U.S. Virgin Islands because I think you would love it. It's definitely your vibe. The Caribbean the yachts. is your vibe. Yachts are your vibe. <laughs> Beaches are your vibe. So, you know, I think you have a trip in your upcoming future to the U.S. Virgin Islands. I did take a trip in January, though. I spent my New Year's Eve in Valle de Guadalupe, Mexico. Went down there, got this gorgeous Airbnb on the top of a hill overlooking the ocean. Did a wine tour through Airbnb experiences where they picked us up. They took us to different wineries on New Year's Eve. Got all a little wine tipsy, had some good food. Then the next day on New Year's Day, went to La Bufadora in Ensenada and had just a great time. Little mini international trip there. Just a quick hop across the border here for us in San Diego. And you know, we've had podcast episodes on Valle de Guadalupe. We've mentioned it, had a full episode, episode 77, mentioned it again in episode 101, talking about places south of the border here from San Diego to do trips in Mexico. But for those who are new listeners and don't know, Valle de Guadalupe is Mexico's wine region. It is the equivalent of Napa. So when you were out there, you were just boozing it up in the vineyards mm -hmm. and just relaxing for New Year's. And you inspired us because you said you did an Airbnb experience. And I'll tell you what, when we get on to a later month here, you're going to hear us telling you the exact same thing because you inspired us to do that <laughs> Airbnb experience. Month. We went in January also? Yes, yes, sir. Oh my gosh. I thought maybe we went in February. See, the year just flew by and also blurred with COVID and everything. Yeah, so we did that that same month, but yeah, not Kim for New Year's. Yeah, Kim did it like Kim. the first week of the month. She did it on New Year's. We did it the last weekend of the month. See, that's why I was thinking it was February. <laughs> good trip though. Very it good was. trip. Yeah, that was my first time doing an Airbnb experience and I really enjoyed it. It was door-to-door -door service. They picked us up in Ensenada, took us to Valle de Guadalupe. We went to three different wineries. It included entrance into all three plus the tastings and they even offered to drive us to dinner afterwards as well and dropped us back off in Ensenada again at this hotel we stayed at that had views of the ocean and the windows were floor to ceiling and it was amazing. Nice. That's amazing. I love Mexico because you can get really nice places for half the price and just really enjoy your vacation and it's mm -hmm. not too far from home. Moving into February. So February, I remember being very frustrated that things were still really shut down. If you could go out, there were lines everywhere. I was just dying to get out of San Diego. So I took a little road trip over to Scottsdale, Arizona, where things were a little bit more open. And it was nice. I stayed in the Cigarro Scottsdale, which is a hotel that I love. It's very colorful. It's very modern and fun. And that was probably the highlight of Scottsdale, in my opinion. <laughs> but see, you love like little hotel experiences. That's I one do. of your things about vacationing or even want to call that a staycation is yeah. the hotel experience. Yeah, yes, I actually do. I will spend a little bit more money on a hotel that offers a craft beer hour or has a nice rooftop pool or something like that just to kind of get away. And that's pretty much what Scottsdale was. For you all listening at home, if you're interested in visiting Scottsdale, I would highly recommend it in the summer because they throw some pretty cool pool parties and you would want it to be warm when you're there. 
While you had Scottsdale, Kim, Brittany and I went to Nashville, Tennessee. And I would like to say that we went to Nashville to actually partake in what is Nashville. But you know us. It was really to use it as a hub, cheapest flight, to drive an hour, hour and a half north to go into Kentucky to hit another national park, which was Mammoth Cave National Park. But nonetheless, we did make the best of Nashville. We enjoyed it. We did honky tonk. We had hot chicken. We had barbecue. I think we pretty much did everything that there is to do in Nashville with those three things, honky-tonk, hot chicken, and barbecue, and obviously the National Park. I would go back to Nashville for the hot chicken. It was good. And you went later this year and you went to the same place that we went to also. So good. Where you inspired us for Valle de Guadalupe, we inspired you for the hot you chicken. You did. <laughs> and the hot chicken was worth it. Yes. Although I do love a hot chicken, that wasn't the reason we took the trip to Nashville. Um, and we did go to Mammoth Cave National Park in Kentucky, like Jamal said, which is actually a UNESCO World Heritage Site. And we actually do plan to have later in this year an episode all about some must-visit UNESCO World Heritage Sites. But Mammoth Cave is actually the longest cave in the entire world with over 400 miles traced. And it's so massive, that's how it got its name. And the cave was carved by these underground rivers. So I highly recommend going and checking it out because you can do a lot of guided tours at this national park. What I really liked the most about Mammoth Cave was twofold. I've been in a lot of caves and I mentioned this in the episode. We had an episode on it, episode 92. Go back and listen if you haven't. However, the two unique things that were really cool, one, I didn't even know this until we did the guided ranger tour. It has such a unique place in American history. And our tour guide and the ranger was even telling us that, quite honestly, America might not even be a country if it wasn't for this cave. If that intrigues you to figure out how can a cave have created and saved America, go and listen to the episode. We talked about it, but very unique place in history. And on top of that, been in a lot of caves. All of them pretty much have stalagmites, stalactites, none in this one. I went in there not knowing that there wasn't going to be any stalagmites or stalactites. So it's really unique in that sense as well. It's almost like it's a carved out tunnel and they tell you all about why that is actually the case, but very unique all around this cave. So rolling into March, we had a fail, a travel fail, which wasn't because of COVID. It wasn't. We were actually supposed to go to Breckenridge, Colorado, and there was going to be a huge snowstorm, like the biggest one since like 1812 or something like that. Something crazy. 1890, 1812 was a little pushing it back. (laughs) (laughs) But this always happens to us. We went, we were supposed to go to Big Sur during the biggest storm of ever or the Mm -hmm. year or whatever. And now we hit the snowstorm and we were going to try to brave it. However, our flights did get canceled and I heard that we would have been stranded there for two days. I'm so, s- I'm so glad our flights got canceled because the night before we <laughs> actually were having a three-way chat talking with Kim saying, hey, like it's supposed <laughs> to be really bad and we're going to be driving through the mountains already saying there's going to be major, major snow advisory and that it's going to be rough out there. And Brittany and I were really leaning hard on Kim in our emphatic explanation of the situation that we probably shouldn't go and then Kim not wanting to budge on it and really wanting to go to Breckenridge was like, no, I think we'll be fine. We'll be okay. And, you know, we kind of reluctantly said yes, even though we had the majority two to one. But, you know, being awesome travel mates, we just went with the flow and we're like, all right, you know, let's test it out and do it. And then, oh, my God, in the morning, Southwest told us our flights were canceled. And I was so stoked. And then we (laughs) saw the news reports like 24 hours later. 
Denver airport completely shut. No flights for the next 48 hours. I'm just like, yep, we would have been stuck out there. There wasn't power in the cities for like two days. So whatever. What's <laughs> so funny is Kim was like, we're just going to bundle up. We're going to be prepared to hunker down in the car. She's like, we're just going to be prepared for this. And then I'm like, are you good with driving in the snow? And she's not driving. I'm not driving. We'd be forcing like Jamal to drive. In we the had snow. one other person who was willing to drive. <laughs> but we didn't end up doing it. So that was the fail in March. But here we are in March. We loved Valle de Guadalupe in January. We're at Valle de Guadalupe Part 2 over here. Or should I say Part 2? Part 2. Part 2. <laughs> and this time was really, really nice. You know, I'm hoping soon that we actually all go as a squad. Because ironically, we haven't gone as a squad yet. We've all done our independent trips. But this one was just me and Brittany. We stayed in this cool, tiny home that they had out there. That's a row of Airbnbs that's built on this private land close to the vineyards. We discovered La Cocina de Doña Estela, which is ranked by Vice News as the best breakfast place in the entire world. So after a heavy night of drinking, it was nice to wake up in the morning and go get breakfast, the best breakfast in the world, mind you. And the food scene out there is unbelievable. We ate at a restaurant called Deckman's, which has a tasting menu and more wine tasting. Just loved it, loved it, loved it. And if you're a wino, bypass Napa, go to Valle de Guadalupe. You're going to enjoy it. I can tell you that much. I love a good trip to Valle de Guadalupe and I am hooked. And so when we were actually on our trip in Ecuador, we were talking about Valle de Guadalupe so much because we were drinking so much wine on this trip that we convinced some people from our tour that we made friends with to come to Valle de Guadalupe, CJ and Billy. So hopefully they come out here, listen to our podcast, and then we can meet them down. for CJ and Billy, hit us up. Let's plan a trip. Let's go. <laughs> But in April, we went to Dallas for Easter. We do go to Texas quite often because my family does live in Texas and in the Dallas surrounding areas. So we kept it mellow for the Easter holiday. But then later in April, we went to Great Sand Dunes National Park in Colorado. And if you guys want a glimpse into this trip, go onto our Instagram at Travel Squad Podcast. Check out our reels of Brittany sledding down a sand dune mountain and totally crashing. She ate shit at the end. It was great. Right. <laughs> yeah. I ate so much shit. There was sand in every crevice. I don't even know how sand got into all of these crevices because I was fully clothed with like tight leggings and a long sleeve shirt all up in the puss and tush. But sand everywhere. <laughs> it, everywhere. It really was, Kim, because when we got back to the hotel room, believe me, when we got to the car actually first, when we were done doing the sand boarding and everything like that, we clearly gave ourselves a good shake to get out all the sand. And we really thought we had it all. And then we get to the hotel room and then Brittany does a shake and then realizes, uh-oh, I have some more stuck in the crevices. And <laughs> like literally she had to put the trash can below her so that she could shake it into the trash can so oh it wouldn't be on the floor everywhere. Yeah. But Great Sand Dunes National Park is really fun, really unique. It's so interesting that in the middle of Colorado, there's these random tall sand dunes, literally the size of mountains. And then they're just centered in this area where you're looking at the actual real surrounding 
surrounding mountains around you, covered with snow, everything like that. But you're really going to go there and either just look at the sand dunes or make the best of the sand dunes and go sledding or boarding on it. Because I don't think anyone wants to just hike it to hike it. Because if you've ever <laughs> hiked in sand, which we did have to get to the top to do the boarding down, it is fucking tough. So you well, might we as well make it rewarding and actually do the fun part. Yeah, well, we didn't have to hike that much, but I wanted to. So I kind of, of forced our hand in that. And let me tell you, hiking in sand is fucking miserable. A great workout. It's so tough. I mean, it's it's a great workout, but it hurts your feet because you're like, okay, do I wear covered shoes because I'm going to get sand in my shoes, but should I go barefoot or not? And that really hurts your feet kind of making your decision. We decided to go barefoot. Probably not a good idea. Maybe neoprene socks. Maybe. I know in the summer, the sand gets up to like 150 degrees. Mm. So you have to plan going in like the spring or the fall when the weather's a little bit cooler. We went in April. It's probably the perfect time to go. But we did have a lot of fun. Sandboarding is actually harder than it looks. But sand sledding is where it's at. Sand sledding is where it's at. But Kim, get this. You know Brittany never wants to say no when she's determined to do something on a trip, let alone a specific hike. She wants to do it to the top. She wants to make it happen. And she wanted to hike the two highest sand dunes that were out there. But the highest sand dune was way, way far back. And she actually had the realization early on, which was great, that, oh, we clearly can't do that. But the second highest is actually really close to us. So let's go hike the second highest. <laughs> and then that was her plan. And then literally a quarter way up, she realized and actually said, fuck this we're not going to the top of the second highest so we did make some good height on the sand dunes but she's like no no no, this is way too tough to hike it's actually one of my favorite feelings when Brittany decides not to do one of her crazy ideas and we get out of it i'm just like yes that's what i felt on this trip (laughs) you know what kim it's hilarious that you think that (laughs) (laughs) it's happened a few times not often so when it does happen it's just like yes I'm going to die one day on like one of these hikes and I'm like, no, we're going to the top. Yeah, maybe (laughs) be careful out there. (laughs) Hey, travelers, let's take a quick detour to talk all about our travel itineraries that we've created just for you. We now have six different trip itineraries, one week in Kauai, an American Southwest weekend or road trip, a week in Yellowstone and Grand Teton National Parks, a road trip adventure featuring all three of Washington State's national parks, Big Island, Hawaii, and an Arizona road trip that features all three of Arizona's national parks. We are obsessed with these. These itineraries are 20 to 30 page PDF guides with every detail of the trip laid out. We're talking where to fly into, the exact route to take, where to stay, park entrance prices, where to eat, and driving distance between attractions, plus what things to see and do, even the hikes we recommend, and their mileage, and the time to allow for each one, and so much more. We have story highlights on our Instagram, at Travel Squad Podcast, where you can see the full guides. We've done all of the research and have taken these exact trips, taking our all of the guesswork from the planning so all that you have to do is show up and have fun purchase your comprehensive travel squad podcast itinerary on our website at travelsquadpodcast.com best of all they're on sale right now for $30 so travel on over and get yours today when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping Kroger where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over $600 each week you can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time Kroger fresh for everyone fuel restrictions apply 
Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Moving into May, things start looking up a little bit. I got to go on a pretty big trip. I went to Mexico City with a big group of friends. I think there was like eight or ten of us. So it was a very rambunctious group. This is where we actually got to get on a plane, fly to another country. I've been to Mexico City a few times before, but with this big group of friends, it was really fun. I got to go to Grutas Tolentango, which is a place that I've wanted to go to since I first heard of Mexico City. Now, it's not in Mexico City. It's about a four-hour drive outside. So we went with a Viator tour, which I would highly recommend. They took really good care of us. And this is a place where they have natural hot springs, natural cave that you can swim in, natural, beautiful, bright blue river that's warm that runs through the place. And then they have all these extremely warm hot spring pools built into a side of a cliff, Mm. like 60 pools. It's amazing. It's one of the most beautiful places. Highly, highly, highly recommend you go there, but it's definitely an all day thing. So the next day we were there, we went to Xochimilco, which is a really fun party place. You get on these colorful big boats. You have mariachi bands. Did pay for it this time. Yeah. Well, we talked about (laughs) Xochimilco way back when in episode one, our very first episode, talking about Mexico City. Mm -hmm. And that was our first Mexico City trip. And I remember when we actually planned that and we're doing it, you wanted to go to Grutas Tolatango then. And we were like, well, we're going for such a short weekend trip. It's four hours away, one way. And I remember the conversation. You were just like, well, if we're not going to go to the hot springs, I don't even really want to (laughs) go. And you ended up going and we had a good time, no doubt. So I'm glad you finally made it there. Mm -hmm. But point being, yes, on that first initial trip, we went to Xochimilco also. Fun as fuck. Just cruising the canals, the colorful boats, mariachi band, whether or not you pay for them to come onto your boat and sing to you personally, you do hear them. Food vendors, beer all up on the river and creek. It's great. Yeah. So people are bringing drinks onto your boat. You get them before. So as you can imagine, we were very tipsy. When we got done at Xochimilco, we went to a Lucha Libre show in Mexico City. And that was fun. We're just screaming like, fuck you, fuck you and your mother to every one of these. (laughs) That's what you do there. I know, I know. (laughs) It was so funny. It was hilarious. Really good time. And then we just had the next day to explore. And it was a really, really good trip for being one of the first like international trips since COVID. It was amazing. Yeah, because even though we did Valle de Guadalupe... I feel like just crossing the border and driving has that different feel than right. the flying. Even though you flew from Tijuana to Mexico City, it's the flight in, it's further inland. So mm-hmm. it really makes it feel more international than the sometimes Americanized stuff that you will find close to the border here. Yes, it was a good one. Yeah, I definitely want to go back to Mexico City and go to Grutas Tolentango. That would be a lot of fun. And seeing your pictures, Kim, have definitely inspired me. We didn't go on that trip, but Jamal and I did go to the East coast we used our timeshare and we actually used Williamsburg as a hub and we spent a week out there exploring Williamsburg going to Washington DC going to Delaware Shenandoah National Park hiking old rag Kim you would have hated that hike what didn't you do out there (laughs) and going to America's newest national park New River Gorge National Park and doing whitewater rafting for our first time that was really fun 
love New River Gorge, love Shenandoah National Park too, mind you. But did you mention Maryland also, Brittany? No, we I did forgot. go to Maryland, hit off Ocean City, which is a fun eastern seaboard town. And I really enjoyed it. You know, I mentioned it before or several times talking about how as much travel as we do in the the U.S., it really is centered around national parks. And here we are with two of them in here. But realistically, my East Coast adventures have really only included New York and Florida. So it was really nice to actually get other East Coast states in and see them and their uniqueness. And I really, really enjoyed that a lot. So if you want to hear more about the East Coast, we mention it in both episode 94 and episode 100. But also in May, we took a quick weekender up to San Francisco. I really wanted to go to Bodega Bay, eat some crab sandwiches, spend some time in San Francisco, crossing over into Sausalito and getting views of the Golden Gate from that side. We went to a black sand beach in that area, which I didn't know existed until that trip. We geeked out and saw the Full House house and went to some lookouts. It was a really nice trip. We can get away in San Francisco. You know, we grew up in Woodland, California, which is 10 minutes north of Sacramento. And Woodland is maybe about an hour to an hour and a half away from San Francisco, depending on the traffic. And as many times growing up as we've been to San Francisco and even adults before we moved here to San Diego, what I really like about San Francisco is there's always something new to do. Everything that Brittany just listed was something new that we did that we have actually never done before the many times, probably over 50 times that we've all been to San Francisco. Mm -hmm. So such a great city. You'll always hear the naysayers on the news. And I'm not saying that it doesn't have its flaws and issues and concerns, but nonetheless, you will always have a good time in San Francisco. So much to do all around culture, scenery, beautiful weather, food experiences. It's great. June was a big month for us. We went to Zion National Park, which we've been to many times before. It was the three of us plus honorary squad member Charlotte. Love Charlotte. Love Charlotte. She's a trooper. And we went to Zion specifically to knock off the Narrows from our bucket list. We have been talking about hiking the Narrows for years, like, I don't know, five years at least. Mm -hmm. And every year we have skipped it. And then in February, actually, while I was in the airport, the Nashville airport, I messaged Kim and I was like, let's do Zion this year. What month are you free? When's a good time? And we narrowed down a month and a weekend and we're like, this is when it's going to happen. And we made it happen. Brittany does her best travel planning while in the airport. I do. <laughs> well, you have nothing to do but sit and wait. Secondly, you're inspired from your most recent travels to start planning the next thing new. I can't tell you how many. I mean, Boise happened that way. We figured out we were going to do our Boise trip. As a matter of fact, while we were sitting on the plane before they made us switch our phones into airplane mode, <laughs> you know, That's so right. sometimes <laughs> these things come on a, on a whim, you know, you just got to be inspired. And Brittany's always inspired at the airports to schedule the next one. The Narrows is pretty much, you could describe it as a slot canyon hike where there's towering 200 plus feet. 2000. I always do that. <laughs> where there's towering 2000 plus feet rock walls on either side of you, beautiful red rocks. And you're hiking through a river that could be up to your shins, it could be up to your chest. Depends on when you go and what part of the place that you're in, but it's an epic, very unique, amazing hike. This yeah. is a bucket list hike, definitely. For sure, bucket list. And even in June when we did it, most of it, yes, was at our shins to knee. However, there was one point where it got up to mid chest and even another point where we for sure still had to swim across. So mm -hmm. even in June, 
you know, past winter and all that snow melt, the river still can be high in certain points where you have to swim. But epic hike all around and in such a beautiful national park that is Zion. We also did a part of a hike called Angel's Landing. We didn't make it all the way to the end because that does require you to traverse some chains. Which, by the way, they just made that a permitted hike. We knew that was going to happen. We saw that coming because how many people were on the chains. As a matter of fact, of all the times that we've been to Zion National Park, we've only had a very recent episode on it, episode 97, actually talking about that trip that we did in June doing the Narrows and Angel's Landing. And if I'm not mistaken, even in that episode and other ones when we're talking about national parks, we've mentioned we saw the writing on the wall that they have to make that permitted almost like Half Dome and other type of major hikes in national parks. And here they are just announced it that that's the case and i'm actually really stoked i know you don't like heights kim but i do feel and correct me if i'm wrong that your biggest concern obviously was the heights but the fact that there's the two-way traffic and it's really narrow if there was less people do you think you might be adventurous and really entertained doing it and feeling a little bit safer with less people on it i would have to feel it out because i think even though half dome is permitted it's still crowded both ways So it may still be the case in Angel's Landing, just less crowded. And in that case, I would have to pass. Kim does not like heights. She does not like adrenaline. She is not an adventurer. I'd rather just be safe on my hikes. (laughs) My biggest I'm proud of Kim moment was when we were at Shanghai Disney (laughs) and she finally rode Tron and was actually really embracing it. Without you forcing me on it. Yeah, and that was a big moment. So, I mean, Kim riding a roller coaster at Disneyland is big adrenaline (laughs) moments for Kim. So, yeah. I'd rather do the roller coaster than Angel's Landing. Well, yeah, you know it. You loved it. But rolling into July, we did quite a bit of travel in July, actually. We did a couple's trip to Mexicali. A day trip in 120 degree weather. So squad tip, don't (laughs) go to Mexicali in this summer. Nothing even opened until like later in the evening anyway. So we got there super early. And the only thing we could do at first was eat Chinese food. Try to go to Costco. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it was not really 120. It was about 106, 108. So big exaggeration of about like 10. 15 degrees, but equally just as hot and felt like death out there. But the reason for the Mexicali trip into Mexico, which is just south of the border, however, not here in Tijuana, just south of San Diego, east into the desert area. So that's why it was hot. But Mexicali is famous for two things. They actually have a craft brew scene out there, which San Diego also does and very famous for, but Mexicali really has a nice craft brew scene also. Secondly, Mexicali, I think, has the largest population of Chinese people in Mexico. So they're famous for their Chinese food in Mexicali. So Mm -hmm. we're like, let's go to Mexicali and have some beer and Chinese food. And, you know, we looked at everything online of what we were going to do. And this is sometimes even where certain things can mislead you online. We saw that places opened at a certain time, but they were different seasonal hours because it's so hot out there during the summer. Things don't open until late because a lot of the stuff is outdoors and no one wants to sit outdoors at noon or one o'clock when it's 106, eight degrees outside. That's right. I would go back. I'm looking at the weather right now in December. It's 70 degrees. That sounds great. I would yeah. love to go. We had a whole plan. Brewery, Chinese food, brewery, Chinese food. <laughs> and we couldn't do that. It was like Chinese food, brewery, 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 which is we, we never got more Chinese. Food. We never got more Chinese food, but every brewery we went to, we ended up getting more food. Because even though of we had COVID rules, one. you had to get food with your drinks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so go in the winter. Yeah. Still a good trip. Go into the winter instead. 
In July, I took a birthday trip with an ex-boyfriend to Rosarito, and that was really fun. We rented a two-bedroom condo that was oceanfront, you know, floor-to-ceiling windows, beautiful, like nobody there in the property. Got to bring my dog. She loved it. And we just relaxed, really. We got food. We made food at home. We drank. We went out a little bit. Went to this really cool place in Rosarito called K38. It's a indoor outdoor kind of bar place that overlooks the ocean there's live music you can see the surfers i would highly recommend it for rosarito and honestly rosarito is just like a perfect weekend getaway place from san diego keeping with july i guess july was a really busy month for us we did a lot of different things here we took a birthday trip for me to chicago leave it to Brittany to plan jamal's birthday trip as always and you know she sold it in the sense of oh we're going to chicago we love chicago been there before and yes we really do love chicago but you know Brittany wanted to go use it as a hub and hit off a new national park which was gateway no, 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 no. yeah i wanted i wanted you to watch a cubs game no i said i will only go if you allow me to go to a cubs game so i could see one at wrigley <laughs> field and you said okay and then caveat was going to gateway arch national park which if you remember earlier in the episode we said debatable should it be a national park it should be a national monument they'd made it one so nonetheless we had to go awesome place to go visit and go to the top no doubt about that however is it a national park should it be one debatable for sure sorry to rag on you guys st louis it's nothing personal in that sense i would still recommend going for sure on that but we enjoyed chicago stayed downtown along the river went to the cubs game ate famous deep dish pizza loved it loved it loved it and of course national park yeah, you can do Gateway Arch National Park in one day. I really don't think it should be considered a national park at all. It's definitely more national monument. They're status. just making shit up at this point. I know, but we did ride the tram to the top. We did take the cruise on the Mississippi and we did do the museums inside the arch because part of it's built underground. So they have a whole museum underground, which is mm. very interesting. But we did all that we could do at Gateway Arch National Park and we only spent part of a day there. But we do have an upcoming episode on Gateway Arch National Park. So please go ahead and hit the subscribe button so that when it releases, you can hear all about it because it is worth a trip. And closing out July, like I said, we did a lot in July. Another national park repeat for us here in California, going back to Kings Canyon National Park, which is just north of Sequoia National Park in the southern Sierra Nevada mountains. And here we have the famous Sequoia trees. And we did a trail specifically that Brittany wanted to do. So why don't you tell us a little bit about that, Brittany? Yeah, so we wanted to do the Mist Falls Trail, which is a nine mile trail. But when we went to the Kings Canyon, last time one of the hikes we did we got lost in 16 miles we couldn't find our way out we thought we were going to be stranded on easter day i don't know how that happened <laughs> that was your that fault, was your fault yeah. that was your fault so this time we really wanted to see king's canyon because i felt last time that we went we focused a lot more on the sequoia trees and this time we actually got to see the granite walls of the canyon and at a waterfall that was absolutely gorgeous and then dipping your feet in it and just relaxing and eating lunch was cherry on top so we had a really nice time there highly recommend that trail it was it was a really good trip skirting on down into august I took a lot of low-key trips in 2021, and one of those was a trip to L.A. Jamal is an L.A. hater. 
but I like LA. I'm not an LA hater. You know, it, <laughs> it, it's one of those things where every time I say, you know, I'm in the mood to go to LA and then we'll go to LA. And then I think to myself, why did I want to come to LA? Tell me the last time you said I want to go to LA. I know. I was just going to ask well, that. It's been a while because I've learned <laughs> because I've learned. But you know what the irony of it is I'm actually in the fucking mood now to really go to LA because it always makes me want to go back. But it's one of those things where even as a Californian, having been there many times, I know it's not what people think of when they think of LA. So that just kind of sticks with me. But I feel more so it's not hating on LA. It's like I'm in San Diego. I'm in Southern California. I could have beaches. If I want to go someplace a little bit more mellow, I'll go to Santa Barbara. You know, there's other places along the coast and ocean and stuff like that too. So that's really what it is. I'm not a hater on LA. As a matter of fact, 2022, I'm calling it, we're going to go to LA just so we can rebuttal what you ladies just that's said right That's perfect now. because I actually have a task at hand for something I need to do and it involves hiking the Hollywood sign. Oh, fuck. We did that before. That was terrible. <laughs> what do you have to do? Is that why you asked me to hike the Hollywood sign? <laughs> we you did that task? before. I have a client called Nomadic Grills, really cool portable grill that we want to get their photo in front of the Hollywood sign. That's why you asked me on this trip. Grilling included. Grilling included. Oh, my God. All right. All right. Well, we've already done this one. We just can't do it during the summer because no. we did it during the summer. We'll There's no it. shade on that, and it is hot as fuck. We'll do it in February. Okay. Perfect. So I went to LA on a nice little day trip, stayed at the Freehand LA, which is a really cute hotel, amazing rooftop pool, pink umbrellas everywhere, really good drinks, really good snacks. There's a bar and restaurant up there. If you're just going to go staycation in LA, I would recommend the Freehand LA. It's in downtown. Downtown's a little sketchy, but the rooftop pool is amazing. I was actually meeting a friend from NorCal who was coming down there. We were both going to meet there. So it was really nice to see her. I went to some weird emo rock show that I wouldn't recommend, but I would recommend the hotel. See, so you're justifying my point now. No, uh, no, no. The, the show. show I know downtown's, downtown's kind of sketchy. Oh, yes. wouldn't recommend going to the rock show, but that is LA, <laughs> right? Okay. So the rock show was... Um, just a wild card, but <laughs> downtown LA is not the place to stay if you're coming to LA. But that and even people who live in LA know that downtown LA is not a place you want to go. You want to go to places along the West coast Hollywood. and West. Yeah, yeah. I, as a matter of fact, think that I read an article one time that downtown LA is the only major downtown city in the United States that actually doesn't have wealthy people that live downtown because they know that they don't want to live downtown, as yeah. a matter of fact. Yeah, I did see the Cecil Hotel in person. I remember you saying that <laughs> right after I, I watched the, the documentary on Netflix. <laughs> so that was cool. And then shortly after that, I went to Leon, Mexico, which is in the state of Guanajuato. And I was actually going there for a high school friend's wedding. And it was a great wedding. I love Mexican weddings. We actually have an episode on Mexican weddings because they are nothing like American weddings. They're so much more fun. So that was really cool. But while I was there, there, we were able to spend a few hours in Guanajuato, which is about an hour from there. And this place is artsy, it's creative, it's colorful, it's music and theater. It's beautiful there. So I would recommend Guanajuato. And then Leon's really known as one of the leather capitals of the world. I did not know that. Yeah. And they have a huge leather plaza shopping area where you can get belts and wallets and shoes and literally anything that's made of leather, you can get it there. 
Well, you definitely went to Guanajuato and it has inspired me to go. I've been thinking about Guanajuato for years, so I'm super jealous of that. But I'm really glad you got to go to that wedding. Um, I was actually cleaning my garage this last weekend and the person of the wedding that you went to, I actually found his picture, which you had along with like some pictures of my cousin where you wrote the word sexy on. (laughs) (laughs) So it brought back some good memories. Oh, Oh, high school days, huh? Good days. That might have been even junior high. I know. (laughs) (laughs) But in August is Jamal and my anniversary month. And so we went to Austin, Texas. And we did a few things there. We went to visit the Blue Hole Swimming Hole, which is super cool. I've been seeing it on Instagram. It's a naturally shaded area with a whole bunch of trees that covers like this creek. And you can go swimming or tubing down the river. They also have these swings so you can swing in and drop in, which is super fun. So we had a lot of fun there. We stayed in downtown Austin and we visited the state capitol and we saw all of the murals in downtown. And we saw Lady Bird Lake and we got some Texas barbecue. So we are going to have an upcoming episode on Austin as well, because Kim's been before and we went in August. I went in August too, but 2020. How funny. Interesting. I would like to go back to Austin and go maybe in the spring. It's too hot in the summer. Yeah, it's very hot. And you know, we're from Woodland where it also gets very hot, Mm -hmm. but I just wasn't used to it. But it's humid in Texas versus in Woodland, it's not. It's like a dry heat. Secondly, what makes it worse is that certain places of the United States are known for summer rainstorms and thunderstorms. So one of the days we were there, it was hot as shit. And then the afternoon (laughs) rolled in and it was still hot as hell and then torrential downpour oh, man. Wow, I didn't get that. yeah so we had that but i do want to go back to austin we didn't really get to go to their party district that they have which was actually right by our hotel what's it called again kim rainy street rainy street's one of them i think sixth street is another it's very ratchet but rainy street is also really cool it's, it reminds me of davis and yeah like- and i would love to go and actually experience nightlife in rainy but when we were there in august that was actually still at the height of when they were saying Texas was really being decimated with COVID. So we were enjoying it, but I was like, oh, I don't want to go out partying right now. It's funny because I went in August 2020 and they didn't care at all about COVID. Well, they still don't care, (laughs) but see, the numbers were high in August when we went. Jamal cares. I got it. But rolling into September, September was a really fun month because this is a trip we were planning and waiting for all of COVID because this trip got canceled. I know. And I was like on the edge of my seat. Is it going to happen? Is it not going to happen? I don't want to get my hopes up. I've been disappointed so much, but it did happen. It fucking happened. And we got so lucky, guys. We were the first trip to Ecuador that year on that tour. Yeah. And they really treated us special because of that. But before we went to Ecuador, we flew from Miami. So we actually just added a bonus weekender in Miami, which is one of my favorite cities in the country. Jamal... Meh, I don't know how he feels about it. <laughs> it's just Florida. It's just Florida for me. No, it's I, hot. Yeah, it's hot. And I hate the heat and humid. You know this. Um, but no, I, I definitely did enjoy our time and experience in Miami. We explored South Beach. That was fun. For me, it's one of those things, anything that you see on movies or TVs that's quintessential of like a city, and if you've never been there and then you see it in person, it's just so unique. The Versace house? Yeah. So it was really fun to see South Beach. One of my favorite things that we did was go on the Millionaire Row boat tour, which is the boat tour 
that shows you all the millionaires' homes that are out on the islands that they have out there right off the coast. And you can almost equate it to, you know, the Hollywood tours that they do of celebrity homes in L.A. I could give a shit about the celebrity homes, but it was just fun to be out on the boat in Miami on the water, which, I mean, Miami's famous for the water, and seeing the skyline. To me, that was the highlight more so than the people's homes, but our tour guide, you know, they like to make it funny, and it made it for a fun trip with all his jokes and everything that he said and did. I really liked the skyline from the Ferris wheel that we went on. Mm-hmm. That was a fun little Ferris wheel ride at you, night. You love the city Ferris wheels, Kim. I do, I do. And the Cuban sandwich was really good too. And your tiny little coffee. Ooh, the coladas. Yeah, Miami all around is just really good. Episode 112, you can go back to that one. We detail Miami in depth. If you have any questions about Miami, just DM me specifically. I'd be happy to take a trip with you. Miami's (laughs) awesome. (laughs) Miami was fun, but let's not kid ourselves. The highlight of September was Ecuador. So let's talk about Ecuador. So this was an eight-day guided tour with Gate 1. There was like 39 of us on the guided tour. Shout out Gate 1. Gate Loved 1. It. We made a lot of friends on the tour. We had a lot of good times, a lot of good stories. Uh, we met a couple where pretty much everyone didn't like them as well. Which They was... were what you think of when you think of bad Americans. Americans. <laughs> <laughs> yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Every day it was something new. They're but the people like... that you would travel with that would make you want to say you're a Canadian. Just so you won't be associated with them over there but what was funny is like everyone shit talked them but like everyone was nice to them it wasn't like they were completely outcast like they were still included in the group Mm -hmm. definitely so we made the best of the situation but we had a great time (laughs) in ecuador again it was eight days we spent some time in quito which is the capital city then we hit the andes highlight there was these thermal poles in Thermas de Papayacta. Oh my God, that was amazing. Hot spring pools literally five feet from the front door of your hotel room. And then this amazing backdrop of the lush Andes in the background. Oh my God. And they had a spa there. And so we were able to do like a steam room cave and a soaking and a massage. The quinoa soup. It was so good. And then from there, we headed to the Amazon and we did some jungle hiking and some rafting in the river. And that was amazing. My first time in the Amazon and it was really cool. It definitely didn't disappoint. I enjoyed it a lot. We weren't deep into it. We were at the very edge of it. And I would like to go deeper in other countries. Yeah, Yeah, that's my (laughs) lifelong goal to go deeper again. (laughs) But at the same time, what we saw of the Ecuadorian Amazon Amazon, I really, really did enjoy. We're kind of at what they call like the Amazon Highlands. So we're at an elevation of about like a thousand feet above sea level. It's still humid. It's still jungly. You still have the jungle life and everything that is out there. But, you know, the further deep you get in, when you get into Brazil, that's when it gets to sea level and a little bit more dense, but more bugs. I was actually really stoked with how few bugs and mosquitoes we actually had at that level. So I actually think it may be better because you can avoid all that crap of the bugs in that area that we were at. I came so prepared with bug spray. I took a shower, doused myself. I woke up, I doused myself. I doused the screen door, the towel under the gap in the door, like everything. And I and I took it with me and I reapplied and I came out unscathed wow. of bug bites. I think I had a few, but not many. Mm-hmm. And the few that we did have, they weren't like super bad, like itchy mosquito ones either. So for where we were, I was actually pleasantly stoked with the situation. Good on you, Kim. Like you said, you took it seriously and it paid <laughs> off. 
It's like me when I get in the sun, like I really need to put on sunscreen. Otherwise, I'm going to get burned. And when I do and put it on and take care, I avoid it. And it looks like you did that, but with the bug situation. Yep. So if you haven't listened to the Ecuador episode, it's episode 109. Go back, listen to it. We had a really great time. This was our first like true, true international trip since COVID. And it was a squad trip and it was so much fun. It really, really got me itching to go on another one. Mm -hmm. I'm dying to get out of this country. That's why we have Greece planned for next year. Oh, yeah. It's debatable. (laughs) Debatable. We'll talk about that later, I'm sure. But going into October, October is my birthday month. Happy birthday. Thank you. And so we saw some fuck them hard Southwest tickets where we got some Southwest tickets round trip for both Jamal and I. We paid less than $120 for both of us. And we went to Haleakala National Park. We drove the road to Hana and we hiked some awesome waterfall trails. We went to some beaches that had big ass waves and we had a good time in Maui. I won't say it's my favorite Hawaiian island, but we did make the most of it. Also in October, I went back to Wanawato. I was obsessed with this place when I went there in August, but we only got to spend maybe four hours there. I didn't realize how far it was from Leon. So my ex and I went back to Wanawato for a trip to spend an entire weekend there. We flew out after work on a Friday, got in late, early Saturday morning, I would say, and we really hit the ground running. Wanawato bars do not close. Maybe they close at some point in the morning, but I went home before that. And I went home at 5 a.m. that first night. They closed at 6. And they were still open. Oh, my God. <laughs> you know, if you want pre-30 Kim, you just need to get her in a different country. But See? here in the U.S., I you won't do it. that. You still got it. But you just need the right <laughs> mood and setting. And that setting is either Mexico or other countries to get exactly, going. Exactly. Yeah. Why do that here? There's no point. So I did not know this about Guanajuato, but There are so many caves there. Mining is a really big thing there. There's a lot of gemstones there. There's a lot of cave bars there. So you you think you're walking into a bar, you go downstairs and then bam, Bam, bam. <laughs> it cave just bar. opens up into this huge cave bar and it's so cool and there's dancing. And so that was really fun. There's mummies there. There's a whole history with the mummies. When I was there, and the reason we chose to go on this weekend was the Cervantino Festival. This is a month-long festival of music, dancing, theater, art, all throughout the town. And it's a very small town. You can walk anywhere. And so we'd be sitting in a courtyard in a balcony at a little table having drinks. And there's a performance happening right in front of us or an orchestra playing music and it was amazing so if you are planning to go i would highly recommend the fall time and plan it for Cervantino. you know just a couple times that you've been and i know you said the first time didn't get to spend too much time there because you were really there for the wedding but Brittany said earlier that she's been looking into Guanajuato literally for years. You've gone twice in one year. And every time I see your photos, I'm just so inspired. And I'm hoping maybe in 2022, because I know you love it, that you'll rock it with us. And we'll actually finally make Guanajuato happen for me and Brittany. I mean, we did it in a weekend trip. We didn't take Friday off. We didn't take Monday off. So you can definitely do that. Yeah, that is on my list for 2022. Definitely. But also in October, I decided to celebrate my birthday month all month long, and I dragged Jamal back to Sedona because <laughs> I wanted to do some hiking um, in the fall. And Sedona is such a beautiful place any time of year, but during the fall, it's really, really nice. We had a really nice time. We hiked some different hikes, went to another vortex. I love going to like the vortex areas and just like relaxing, putting my hands and feet on the earth and just like rejuvenating. 
So it was a really good trip to Sedona and I would love to go back still. I know we've been twice, but there's just so much to do there. So much hiking to see. And we do have a full episode on Sedona. It's episode 73. Keep in mind that episode we recorded after our one visit that we had there. We've since been back. So if you've heard of something that we don't address in that episode, DM us. Maybe it's something that we did on the second time. That way we could give you some information if you have additional questions. So rolling into Kim's birthday month, the month of November. Happy birthday, Kim. Mm -hmm. Why did no one tell me happy birthday when we talked about July? (laughs) So sorry, Jim. Yeah, you know, whatever. Let's go back. It's all good. So with November, Jamal and I did a little weekend trip to Mammoth Lakes up in Northern California on the backside of Yosemite. It's very interesting being on the eastern side of the Sierra Nevadas. We've never seen them from that angle or side before during that drive. And we had a really good time. Mammoth Lakes has over 100 lakes in the area. Um, And we did do a hike to a lake called Crystal Lake which is an alpine lake and the top of the lake was actually frozen over and you could actually see the bubbles at the surface which oh. was really cool and we had the lake all to ourselves, which was amazing and then we also went and experienced some hot springs in the area Ooh. with the sierra nevada mountains as the backdrop so super beautiful place to go mammoth lakes i just have one question for the less educated out there what exactly would you define the characteristics are of an alpine lake? An alpine lake would probably be something that's 7,000 feet or above in a mountainous region that's forested. Okay. That's what I would define as an alpine lake. Maybe geographers have a different definition of it, but that's what I think. Okay, it so it's not like blue or green or rocky. It's just the altitude in the forest. The altitude in the forest, yes. Got it. Beautiful. And alpine comes from Alps, which is the mountain chain in Europe. So that's what they really define it as. I mean, obviously an alpine lake could be something not in the Alps in Europe, right? Lake Tahoe was even deemed an alpine lake because of its level. Yeah. Okay. I will give you the Wikipedia definition. Give it to me. Alpine lakes are classified as lakes at high altitudes in elevations above sea level or above the tree line. These lakes are usually clearer than lakes at lower elevations Mm. due to the colder water. Mm. So, um, and there's usually less algae and moss growth in the water as well. Oh, okay. Okay. I'm glad we clarified that. Yeah. But what I really liked about Mammoth Lake, so it's a nice region, like Brittany said, on the east side of Yosemite, backside of the Sierra Nevada mountains. But driving that stretch, from Southern California to get up there, or even if you're starting in Northern California and driving the backside of the Sierras south, it's so freaking unique. The backside of the Sierras are really, really rocky. You can't see any trees whatsoever. And then the road is actually in a desert. So you're looking at the mountains and you know there's snow up there, absolutely no trees on that side, and then just desert. And we also passed through Mount Whitney, which is actually the tallest mountain in the lower 48 states. Denali is the tallest in the U.S but that's in Alaska. So you get to see the backside of Mount Whitney. Really cool, unique position to see mountains with the desert just right there. Completely odd that I've never seen ever before in my life living in California. And then in November to celebrate my birthday, I decided to take a trip to Tennessee. I wanted to go to Nashville in 2020 for my birthday, but COVID had other plans for me. So this year I decided to pick that back up and spend one day in Nashville and one day in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. Now, if I had more time and I can go back, I would do more time because you would need it. In which place? 
both actually, but definitely in Great Smoky Mountains. Just one day is just not enough there. It's so pretty. I really wanted to go this time of year for the fall colors. In San Diego, we don't really get fall colors. And in Tennessee, oh my God, it was gorgeous. You've never seen the palm trees change colors out here, Kim? <laughs> no, I've seen them <laughs> fall on my car, but <laughs> they don't change. So to see fall is just amazing. And last year I had gone to New England during the fall season and I was just blown away. So I really, really wanted to see it and it did not disappoint. So the first night in Nashville did the whole honky tonk drink, hot chicken sandwich. Mm -hmm. I went to Printer's Alley, which was a really fun place. I think all of that is fun, but Kim over 30, not into it as much. Unless she's in Mexico or (laughs) another country. Exactly, exactly. So I just don't like hangovers. I don't mind drinking, but the hangovers really suck. So the next morning we were looking for biscuits and gravy. We found this place called Monell's by the Manor. And I wish I wasn't so hungover because it was so cool. It was like 12 person tables. Mm -hmm. They sit everyone together, whether you're with that party or not. So there's no COVID restrictions there. That's for sure. And you eat family style. So they bring out biscuits. They bring out gravy, a plate of bacon, plate of pancakes and you pass it around and you have as much as you can eat that's so common in the south actually i've heard of other restaurants like that really Mm -hmm. yeah i've I've never experienced anything like that and it was so cool one of the places i'm looking at for our trip to the south there is a restaurant like that oh i am excited then i hope i'll be there for that piece of it so anyway nashville was amazing but got in the car drove the few hours over to gatlinburg where i loved the great smoky mountains the orange the red the yellow it was amazing by the time we got there it was getting darker so you know when i hike with you guys we go at like the crack of dawn Mm -hmm. (laughs) but this was more towards the end of the day so there's nobody on the trails it's peaceful it's dusk the colors are changing it was amazing And then Gatlinburg is this adorable little town. Definitely reminds me of a lot of Hot Springs, Arkansas with the wine tasting and the random little museums on just the quaint one street that it is. And there's a lot of like really cool places you can go up and have drinks by the fire. And when you're looking down, you can see the city and it's completely surrounded by trees and mountains. And you can just see one little city carved out. And that's a really cool view. So if you guys go, definitely would recommend spending three days there. So rolling into this month, the month of December, we have not too much planned on mine and Jamal's end. We just got home from celebrating Christmas and really going up to Woodland was all we really did for this month. I did a trip to Lake Tahoe, which I was so excited about. It was a little bit last minute, a couple of weeks before is when I booked it. Our friend Charlotte, our honorary squad member, she took a job up in Tahoe a few months ago. So going to visit her with a few other friends and, you know, the whole Tahoe experience, the casinos, the lakefront drinks, the mimosas, the dinner, the snow, the hiking, all of that. Amazing, amazing, amazing. And then we're recording this a little bit early. So for New Year's, plans are still up in the air, but San Francisco is a strong potential. We're going to Big Sur for New Year's. Oh, that'll be fun. So I guess that's 21-22, right? Mm-hmm. Because and we're going to be spending New Year's somewhere. Perfectly leading us into what we already have planned for 2022. 
Yeah, so we were never able to redo our Big Sur trip and go back there. So I actually read that going to Big Sur in the winter is one of the best times to go because in the summertime or when it's warmer, the ocean gets a very hazy view. And so you don't get as good of views while you're there. So we're expecting very clear skies, doing some hiking in the Big Sur area. I'm really excited to go back to that area and experience that this trip. Yeah, and that's starting off New Year's in 2022 with a bang going to Big Sur. We are scheduled to go to Morocco. I mentioned this earlier. They put in restrictions with the new variant. We'll see if they reopen. As it stands now, we have no indication that it's not. And uh, we are set to go unless things change. And I'm really stoked to get like a real, real international trip in. I know we had it with Ecuador. And not that Latin America isn't a real place, but now I'm crossing an ocean on top of it too. So it's just even that more excitement to get to Morocco and I'm ready to experience it. That's a whole different world over there. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. This isn't Morocco, but I would love to get back to Boise next year. I would too. (laughs) You know what? Let's go in February. Let's go back to Bogus (laughs) Basin and go snow tubing. I have no qualms with that. I loved Boise. Boise, Boise, Boise. Yes. Loved it. I'm actually in February going on a Utah road trip with an old coworker of mine. We're going to fly into Vegas. We're going to go to Bryce Canyon, Kodachrome State Park, and we're actually doing a guided hike. I've never done oh. a hike, guided hike before. It's into this slot canyon called Peekaboo Slot Canyon. Well, I guess you could say that Lower Antelope Canyon was a guided hike. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, absolutely. And so we're doing a guided hike for that. And then you could add on another place in the region for just a little bit more so we did pick another hike in the area as well so that'll be really cool Uh, i've never traveled with her before so we're gonna see how this goes Mm. but we're planning two trips next year together so it'll be interesting awesome i have two national parks i really want to visit next year and that's mesa verde in colorado which has been on our list almost as long as the Narrows has been. I know. And I was really hoping that we could go this past year. And I'm so hoping that we go in 2022. And the reason, one of the big reasons why I've held out, and I think Kim has held out too, is right now you can't actually go into Mm -hmm. the Pueblos and the ruins right now. And so you can only see it from the cliff. Because of COVID. Because of COVID. So I am waiting until they open up the tours again. I don't understand because other national parks that require tours in closed in areas are actually open for operation hello we were in mammoth cave you're talking pueblos on the side of the cliff there's open air breezes what are they waiting for so yeah i'm ready to go havasu pie falls is open air it's an indian reservation and they've also been closed since covid well indian reservations that i understand but if it's not like on an indian reservation just regular national park i feel like If other ones are doing it, why are they delaying that one? I know, I know. And then the other one is Carlsbad Caverns in New Mexico. You guys have been there, but I really want to go there. Yes, it's absolutely a great place to go visit. I would go back again if you go during a weekend that we can go and you're not trying to exclude us for any other reason, (laughs) Kim. Count us in on that because I love Carlsbad I mean, I'll definitely let you know, but I was even thinking like this could be my year. I do my first solo trip. Mm -hmm. Oh, I love it. So I'm already hearing the exclusion. (laughs) 
But you know, while you're there, you may want to look to see how far it is from White Sands National Park. You might be able to get a two for a weekender. Well, I'm not going to go sledding down the sand dunes without you. Well, I don't think you can do sand dune sledding at White, white sand, sand Dunes. Not Great Sand Dunes. Oh. This is the White Sands in what? New Mexico. Yeah, White okay, Sands is okay. in New Mexico. And when we went to Carlsbad Caverns, it wasn't a national park yet. Had it been one, you know, we probably would of have made it happen have. at that point. It was only a national <laughs> monument at that time, which uh, St. Louis Arch should have stayed. Sorry, St. Louis again. Mm-hmm. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> but in March, I'm really excited. We have it scheduled again. Valle de Guadalupe. We love it. This time we are staying in the Bubble Hotel Ooh, out the on bubble. the vineyard. A blow-up hotel that has a bathroom, hot tub, jacuzzi included. Mm-hmm. It's not open air, but again, it's a bubble so I can see the sky. Brittany and I are going to be drinking wine, falling Ooh. asleep to looking at the stars above us. It's going to be great. That's Super amazing. excited I about it. I already hear the exclusion in that one. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's a romantic trip. Yeah. Um, so my work is actually trying to plan a trip to Valle de Guadalupe. It might be in January or February, perhaps, but one of our coworkers organizes tours so he can organize a transportation for us just a day trip where it's like 30 of us get on a bus go down there have a day come back is it bring your friends to work it, day yeah actually it's open okay count us in i'm All ready right. i'm ready <laughs> and then in march i might also go to chicago you know zana has been talking about wanting to move there in may so i told her if she wants to go scope it out and look at places that i'd be down to go with her and march will be cold yes. in chicago so that will be an interesting that'll be <laughs> dipping your toes into the water to start getting you acclimated to cold trips so that way in january we could go to other places where normally you wouldn't want to go kim so i'm like actually finland. excited for March for that <laughs> well right. you're gonna to have to do iceland because northern lights you have no other opportunity but to go during the winter for that i know so. i know i'm ready for it i'm i'm doing chicago so here we go <laughs> so in april jamal and i are going back to surprise surprise dallas for easter i think we've gone really? to dallas like <laughs> i know the last four years for easter so we're going back again um and that's what we have planned in april for now i don't have any plans yet in april but in may i'm so excited going to cabo for a bachelorette party with 14 girls girls for four days oh it's gonna be wild good news is it's in another country so kim can party and guess what on one of the days we have rented a yacht with full drinks full food it's gonna be straight up uh what's that show debauchery oh the show Uh, what show below deck it's gonna be below deck on this thing Sounds right up your alley. But in May, we do have a squad trip planned to the South. We've been talking about it as our one of our backup trips for the whole year, 2020 COVID. It's literally like two days after we get back from Cabo. Yeah. And we dubbed it South in the Mouth. South in the Mouth. South in the Mouth. All of that Southern food is going to be in my mouth and going in and that's what it'll say. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to go to Savannah, Charleston. We're going to head off to national parks. We're going to go to Congaree National Park and Smoky Mountains National Park. And then we're rounding it off in Asheville, North Carolina. And I'm actually really excited because I'm keeping my eyes open to other places in the country that I may want to live. And I want to see what Charleston and Savannah are like. I met this drunk guy at the bar a couple weeks ago. That's always the start of a great story. (laughs) He was telling me about his trip to Charleston, gave me a bunch of different names of places, restaurants and bars that we have to go to. Apparently rooftop bars are a big deal in Charleston. That's your scene, Kim. Right. Say no more. Yes. So I'm I'm getting research done for us. Love it. Love it. 
We're also next year going to Vegas, which isn't far from us, but we're actually going because my brother is getting married. I really wish I can get on that invite list. <laughs> <laughs> I can ask him for you. The day has come where my brother is getting married. He actually gets married the day that this episode airs, December 28th. So congrats to him and his newlywed. Congrats, Tyler. But the wedding for everybody and majority of family is in July in Las Vegas. So civil ceremonies happening and then debauchery in Vegas apparently in July. Wow, July in Vegas. I know. It's kind of what we said, Kim. But you know what? We're embracing it because we're troopers. <laughs> Not my wedding. <laughs> Wedding than a pool party? I guess. <laughs> pool party. Kim at 30 can't handle pool parties no more. I can Vegas still is, handle pool Vegas parties. is still in the United States, Kim. <laughs> and we're talking about doing another international squad trip. Kim and I have thrown out Greece in September. Greece is number one. Eh. And Jamal over here is eh. He wants to put the kibosh hey, on no, it. No, no, no. I don't want to put the kibosh on it. All I'm saying is because you ladies decided South trip in May without me you sitting did. by the pool in Ecuador. Well, apparently it was decided, you know, we got back to our hotel room in the Amazon and then Brittany tells me, oh, in May next year, we're going to the South. Me and Kim decided. So technically I was excluded and now you guys, I was, and now you guys are planning Greece, September, which I'm not opposed to, but it's not number one on my next international list. Although I know we have been talking to Greece for a while. So I'm just saying, let's not make it number one. It could be on top three, but let's at least throw out two other ideas and then kind of, you know. (laughs) Okay. Uh, spitball it from there. I have a suggestion. The day that this airs, I will post a poll. Great. And our squaddies can give us their tips on where we should go. And then maybe we can narrow it down to three and decide from there. All right. I'm going to come up with two other solid places since you ladies don't want to contribute to the other two since you're hard on Greece. And then I'll tell you what. Yes, I love that idea. Let the squaddies pick. And squaddies, if you're listening and have any sympathy for me being (laughs) the only guy in here, you know, help me out a little bit. and uh, <laughs> kibosh grease. So I'm not sure which month I'm going next year, but I do plan on going to Oregon to see some waterfalls with my old coworker. Ooh. We want to do like a long weekend trip. So we're not sure when, but I have a feeling it might be in spring sometime so that the waterfalls are full effect. And I just want to say, Jamal, I think you should go with Greece this year because next year you've already decided on Germany for Oktoberfest. I did, but that's like friends and homies trip with the spouses and, and stuff excluded. like that. No, no, no. Brittany's I'm coming. Well, no, you're not, Kim. <laughs> you could come solo or ideally by then you're going to I'm have married, yes. the Avery. husband that you've been <laughs> talking about. And then it's going to be coming. (laughs) So it's a friend's couple's trip. But believe me, you're not excluded if you don't have your husband by that point in time, Kim. Okay. Okay? Great. Yes. And so for my birthday next year, I already have my birthday trip planned. I was actually inspired by one of your trips, Kim, in the past. And we're going to Boston and Salem and New Hampshire because my birthday is in October to see some fall colors. Ooh, you're going to love that. And enjoy spooky season. And those are the plans and hopes for 2022. We're ideally going to make the majority of them happen. And, you know, send us messages. Let us know what you guys are planning in 2022. And if anything that we've said has inspired you to do that in 2022. We do have plans to release a few new itineraries in 2022. We're thinking releasing the South trip, the road trip that we are taking in May. South in the mouth. Mm -hmm. We also are thinking about releasing a seven-day guide, an itinerary to the U.S. Virgin Islands. Islands and to Florida's three national parks. 
We will also be having a course come out on how to start your own podcast. This is something we've been documenting for a long time. You know, when we started this back in 2019, we didn't know anything about audio recording or how to create a community or I mean, any of it. (laughs) So we've documented every single step along the way to make it really easy and inspire you not only to travel, but to start your own podcast. So you can see that podcast course coming out soon too. Any final thoughts, ladies, as we're closing out the last episode of 2021, getting ready for the new year here? I just want to say that although in the beginning of the episode, I was feeling a little pessimistic about how much travel that I did or we did this year compared to years prior where it was so busy with travel. After going through it, I really do feel like we did a lot. We did. I am thankful for what we got to do. I'm very thankful for what we got to do. And I'm super excited for 2022 and what we have in store. I have a feeling we're going to add in some spontaneous weekend trips. You know, what we didn't say is do a weekender to Breckenridge again. We need to redeem ourselves. Yes. So (laughs) hopefully we can squeeze some trips like that in. So thank you guys so much for listening. We've enjoyed having you listen to us all year long. If you're new to us, we also still appreciate that. Yes. If you have any questions, please DM us. We love getting messages from our listeners. It makes us feel human too. And we love just geeking out over all of the messages you guys send. So continue to do that and share that with us. And thank you so much for tuning into our episode this week. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and YouTube at Travel Squad Podcast and tag us in your adventures. If you found the information in this episode to be useful, or if you thought we were just plain funny, please be sure to share it with a friend that would enjoy it too. And as always, please subscribe, rate and review our podcast, and tune in every Travel Tuesday for new episodes. Stay tuned for next week's episode. We have some more amazing adventures and tips in store for you. Bye, Bye, squaddies. Bye.